1: Keyshawn J Will and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from six to ten Eastern on ESPN Radio.
2: Keyshawn J Will and Max, ESPN <laughs> Radio series XM channel eighty. Guys, you know we're gonna get into the preseason football tonight. It's got a doubleheader. We got we got uh, you know Deshaun Watson. Is he gonna suit up? It looks like he will for the Browns, and is, should he? And we got stuff to get into, but I want to roll with this Lamar Jackson conversation we were having because I think it's a good one. And, Key, you brought up a point about perception of Lamar Jackson. Before we go any further, I want to circle back to that, about how Bill Polian formed perception of Lamar Jackson before he even got to the league.
3: Well, look, Bill, great general manager, great friend of mine, but when he, what happened is what he liked in Jim Kelly and Peyton Manning and Kerry Collins, guys that he drafted, they don't look like Lamar physically. Their tool sets aren't Lamar. So Bill felt that Lamar may have a better shot at playing a different position in the National Football League because when he was drafting guys that have the skill set playing quarterback, he decided that he may try them at another spot. So that was his assessment of Lamar. That's what he would have probably had done with a Lamar, not really giving him a real opportunity to play the position at quarterback. What happens in that is people run with that, though, and they keep that in the back of their mind. Had Bill said, I think Lamar Jackson is probably going to be one of the top five quarterbacks in NFL history when his career is over, what he has done thus far in his young career, the things that he's done, the MVPs, the playoffs, seen certainly, very differently. Suggest, yeah. certainly suggest that at the end of his career, we're going to be talking about him as one of the top quarterbacks to ever play the game. Had Polia just said that, Jay, we would be talking about that right now and not always trying to critique his throwing motion or his running style or the lack thereof this we wouldn't be doing that. And it happens across all sports. It's just not football. Preconceived notions are something else in sports, man. Really, truly is.
4: If he, quote, if he has to pass to win the game, they ain't winning the game. He's so unique as an athlete, and he's a really good football player, but I don't give a blank if he wins the league MVP 12 times. I don't think he'll ever be one as a quarterback. He'll be one as a football player, But not great as a quarterback, anonymous defensive coordinator source. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he probably threw for four hundred yards on that dude. Come on, man! And that dude probably Uh, looking for a job. And Keith, here's what I firmly believe would have happened this year, because Max talks about you know the perception of him has changed a little bit this year because people are wondering about him being you know he got hurt and you know if he had led this team to the playoffs and no, not that it
2: changed that it was in the process of changing when he got hurt, which
4: hurts him now. But how does that hurt him? Well, because only- I, because I believe Max that even if he were single-handedly to get this team to the playoffs, you still would have had a guy like this say something like yeah. this.
2: Well, you can't please everyone. What that dude? You know, first no of all, he
4: anonymous. I, man, nobody cares about that. I him, understand, bro. but I'm so you, you will have a section of people that will firmly believe due to what Key has properly articulated right from the beginning of time with him and Bill Polian. even out, you have people that just don't want to believe a quarterback can win this way. And they're not in this corner and they won't be in this corner. Well,
3: what, what happens is no one has necessarily won the, the way no one has won with Lamar's style of play, a Super including
2: Josh Allen, by the way.
3: The style of play, including Josh Allen, which is the same style of play as Lamar, it looks different because one guy is really big and lumbery, and the other guy is like a a race car. But when you talk about running-style quarterbacks that have Houdini-like stuff, Steve Young was one of those. Yeah. Steve Young, but he was extremely accurate. So the first thing that people want to say is, no, he wasn't a running quarterback. No, you wasn't really watching Steve Young then because he was a running quarterback but he also was very accurate at delivering the football, therefore is why he's the Super Bowl champion Hall of Fame quarterback. You know, when you look at it from that perspective, Patrick Mahomes is another guy who runs the football. Not always design RPO runs, not rushing for 1,000 yards or 1,200 yards and 1,000-yard back-to-back seasons, not that, but he does run the football opposed to sitting in the pocket like Tom Brady and Peyton Manning. Well, I, so
2: so I want to address the, the perception thing. You know, Joe Burrow is a fantastic young quarterback, just went to the Super Bowl. Lamar Jackson is more accomplished as an individual in the league than Joe Burrow, even though Joe Burrow, from a team point of view, has taken his team farther uh, in his young career. Lamar Jackson's a month younger than Joe Burrow. Think about everything Lamar Jackson's done in the NFL. And you're right, Key, when you look at the age, the number next to the numbers – He's on a trajectory that makes him among the greatest who ever did it by the time it's all done, if this continues, right? absolutely. What I was saying, Jay, was whatever preconceived notions and prejudices for a variety of reasons, which there's an overlap with race, obviously, right, but whatever existed – This past season, I think he was – and part of it is legitimate for me. Like, everything I think of Justin Herbert, I think he's so great, he he hasn't made the playoffs. Mm -hmm. The dude has to make the playoffs, then he's got to win a playoff game. He's got to do all those things. Lamar Jackson was amazing, made the playoffs as soon as he touched the ball, but he was awful in the playoffs. Next year, he got better in the playoffs. Said, oh, look at this. He's getting better. Then he won in the playoffs, and he beat Patrick Mahomes. And then last year, it was like ste- just like Josh Allen step-by-step. Step. Lamar, it was step-by-step. Step. And last year, it was like, this dude's getting ready to win MVP again, and maybe you're going to go on a playoff run. And that's when he got hurt right? That's what I'm saying. I'm not saying he, he hurt himself. I'm saying he was in the process of eliminating most of the BS about you know, but him he, when he got hurt. But I feel but like Chido his so, process
4: has been eliminating that. And even yeah, though he got hurt, his whole team was hurt. Whole, yeah. And he whole was carrying. Team. But people don't yeah. say that. People like, well, he got hurt. They well, don't talk about the, mm.
3: him not even having a running back to play. But him. the better part, the, do, the, the, the best part is to say he got hurt. Not the team got hurt. You, you see what I'm saying? They 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 don't want to acknowledge the entire team because you place blame on Lamar is easier than saying, okay, look at the entire team. You talk about Josh Allen, uh, Max, about his ability, who he is, things of that nature. Josh Allen was not very good his first two years in the National Football League right. until Brandon Bean went out and got him Stefan Diggs. In Cole Beasley and company. That's when he became a real quarterback. Before, he was bouncing balls at people's feet, throwing over their head. He was doing all the things that they say Lamar does. And remember, Lamar doesn't have Stefan Diggs. So until the Ravens legitimately go out and acquire, not just draft a guy, but acquire a pro bowl caliber wide receiver they're going to have some passing game issues that's the reality but of even it. then even if
2: they fix the passing game what will shut everyone up permanently is if he wins a super bowl then you can say because what this guy, what the anonymous defensive nah, guy, shut him up. but uh, but but it'll shut up all reasonable people. What the anonymous defensive guy was saying is, even if he wins twelve MVPs, he'll never be a tier one quarterback to me. But if he wins a Super Bowl, then the answer is real plain. Well, you might prefer to win a different way, but you
3: can't argue with the fact that he won a Super Bowl. Can't argue it. It happened. If no. he doesn't, everybody look. The 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 problem with guys that haven't had great regular seasons for instance and won a Super Bowl that we don't talk about is because they haven't had great regular seasons to go with their playoff run in the Super Bowl mm-hmm. when you look at a Joe Flacco who won a Super Bowl for the Ravens he was like this he was a roller coaster. he was just like this Trent only, Dilfer. yeah Dilfer Brad Johnson had they had consistent regular seasons like Lamar and won a Super Bowl, the conversation would change for them as well. Period. That's just the Period. that's the reality of it. Some of the other Super Bowl-winning quarterbacks, the Peyton Mannings, the, the, the Steve Youngs of the world, those guys have had such strong, consistent regular seasons to match with their playoff performances, so therefore we lift them up and we put them in a different rare conversation. That's just the reality Imagine of it.
2: Imagine if Josh Allen got hurt last year or the year before, and then that's all, all we had was up to that point. He would not be thought of the same way. And I, I maintain that Lamar they, was they, in the process they... of shutting everyone up last year because, what Jay points out, he was carrying a team to an excellent record with no one on it but him, right? Like, it, it's impossible to do what he was doing in the NFL, what but the, he was doing well, it. But
3: what they're doing, Max, is they're telling you that Josh Allen is this. They're forcing that on you. Josh Allen still got to play this season. Yeah. But they're making you believe that Josh Allen is all this head well, I above have, everybody else. I have he's Josh good. Allen
2: and Lamar both just outside he, my top good. five.
3: He's good, but they're telling you he's yeah, good yeah. at doing something. So, therefore, in your mind, you automatically go, oh, Give okay, him credit. he's good at it.
2: Mm-hmm opposed to Justin Herbert, who's really good at it. But that's a story for another day. All right. This is Keyshawn J. Will and Max coming to you live from the Seaport District at Pier 17, brought to you by Chase. Is it the right move for the Browns to start Deshaun Watson? We're going to get
1: into it. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone. Now playing ESPN Radio. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Live weekday morning, starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2.
6: slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike.
2: Keyshawn, J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, serious XM Channel 80, the ESPN app, ESPN2, your smart speakers. Download the podcast. We are presented by Progressive Insurance and joined now by the great Diana Russini, ESPN NFL reporter, of course. What's going on, Diana?
7: Hi. Here in Biggie this morning. Gets me going. Reminds me of 7th grade summer basketball camp. Had no idea what he was singing about, but I just love the beat. I already get all pumped up trying to be a good basketball player. I wasn't very good, but I was trying. Hi, guys. Good to be here today.
2: 7th grade, Biggie. Seventh grade big Biggie. was like uh, college for me. Diana's a spring chicken. I didn't
3: want to say anything. I was yeah. like, dang, Diana, you just aged me and Max.
2: 7th grade is Eric P. and Rock oh, Max. sorry, guys. <laughs> You and Max.
3: Yeah.
2: Diana, um, how surprised were you by the news that Deshaun Watson, I mean, what did you think, rather, of the news that Deshaun Watson will start versus the Jaguars?
7: I wasn't surprised because I know that the Browns want to get him on the field as much as possible to get that rust off. Um, You know, I think it's important to point out that Cleveland has a set of plans for all the different situations. And right now... They, they're they riding on the situation that Deshaun Watson is going to be out the first six games. And they've got to operate like that. And if you think about it, guys, they're actually put in a really tough spot because they've got to figure out who the quarterback really truly is, the quarterbacks that need the work. They've got to get this offense going. I, I can't imagine it's it's easy right now in Cleveland knowing that everything is really up in the air. And, of course, you guys know we've been talking about it all week. No matter what happens here with this appeal, Deshaun Watson is going to miss the first six games of the season. So they know this, yet they still believe that he needs to get out there and work a little bit of that rust off and see how he can do in the offense for the first time in a really long time stepping foot on an NFL field.
3: Di, what I've been trying to tell the guys is that in these situations, he will not be the only player to play in the preseason that will miss the start of the regular season due to suspension, whether it's six games or more. So naturally what coaches tend to do is they play players in the preseason to get the rust, to get the work. How long he'll play in the preseason, I don't know, but he's missed a year of football. They certainly, like you said, want to see live action, what his capabilities are, and he needs to get the work.
7: Yeah, and I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing him out there. Look, sometimes this topic is hard to talk about because we know everything that's going on off the field, and you know, listening to the commissioner Roger Goodell reiterate again what Deshaun Watson um, w- w- was found guilty of, we'll say, and, and what their investigation revealed. It's, it's hard to go, man. Key. I I'm really excited to see Deshaun Watson, but that's, that is is the truth. I, in terms of the football element of this, I, I want to see what he looks like. I think because we haven't seen him play, we haven't seen the competitiveness, we tend to forget. We've been obsessed with Justin Herbert and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Do you guys remember how good Deshaun Watson is? Like He didn't play on a great team in Houston, but he was just one of those quarterbacks whenever I covered games and he was out there. You know, he, he, you just were – your jaw dropped in some of the things he was able to do. And 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 coaches always used to tell me, this guy is so special. And and, and right now it's all real messy. And, and unfortunately the situation's it, – it, it's just not great. But from a football standpoint, I, I want to see what he looks like.
4: But you know what, Di, I, I completely get that. Uh, but when I hear Goodell use words like egregious and predatory, to me – and I, I get that there are stipulations within the CBA that, you know, will theme this as part of preseason and not the regular season. It just still feels like a slap in the face to the NFL that Cadell could say that suspension is probably going to be for a year, but yet here we are. He's wearing a Browns uniform. You're showcasing him to the world. And everybody, once again, just goes right back to football. I get it, but I still don't I like know. it at the same time. I
0: know.
7: I. Jay, I know, I know, and I, and I remember when he signed that contract, and I had somebody in the league say to me, "Everybody forgets, like it's going to come down to wins, and Deshaun yep. Watson's a winner, and he's going to help Cleveland be successful. We're going to forget all this, and and there's there's obviously sadness in that, and and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate to the women to, who had to deal with this and are going to continue to have to deal with this every single time they see him on TV, and he continues to grow in the popularity." Um, you know, but but you're right about the slap in the face to the league. Roger Goodell's statements to me, you know, we, we heard it all day yesterday here on the air. And if you haven't heard it yet, it's, it's, it's worth listening to. Roger's not always the most... Um, entertaining, exciting, enthusiastic speaker. But you're right. Those words that he used just reminds you or reminds you of what the investigation found. Uh, And you you certainly don't want to forget that when when you're watching him out there. But I I am interested, guys, and I don't know anything as of right now. Uh, It is early today, early Thursday. Um, If the league, if this appeal goes through before tomorrow then there's a chance Deshaun Watson will not be participating in tomorrow night's game. So if there is a ruling that comes down, and it could happen, uh, I was told it's going to most likely take more time. Uh, This was earlier in the week. But, of course, that can change. The optics of all this is all really interesting.
3: Diana Rossini joined us this morning on Keyshawn J. Will and Max. Diana, speaking of quarterbacks, let's shift down to a team that actually was taking a look at Deshaun Watson and the Miami Dolphins. Tua came out and said that, you know, he's still there and no matter what they went after Tom Brady, but he's still the quarterback there and he feels good about his position. Is he the long-term answer for the Dolphins or are they going to be looking for somebody next season in a major upgrade?
7: Come on, Key. It's, it's like dating somebody that's like a hard seven. You like them. You, 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 you know they have their good days. But deep down, you're kind of always looking for the nine and the ten, and 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 I I think you no, know, I know that's kind of a ridiculous, childish example, but I well, think that's not. kind of how Miami <laughs> is seeing this. They, they, they Miami knows that he needs to be good, otherwise, you know, guys, we know, we we know this head coach has no connection to Tua. He's got connections to Jimmy G. They've got a draft coming up where they've got a pick. So Tua with Guys, we've talked more about Tua this preseason, this summer, um, than I can remember uh, of any quarterback. And we talk a lot here uh, in terms of expectation, in terms of how he looks. Because we all know in the back of our minds, if he comes out flat week one and week two, I'm not even saying week seven, week one and week two, I I, I think I think there's going to be a problem. I think Teddy Bridgewater is out there and, and could could easily step in and run this offense if it doesn't work out.
3: Mm. A seven, huh? Okay. Diana, hard Buscini seven.
7: We needed to be seven. out of here a minute and a half ago. Gave <laughs> a seven us extra is time. nice, though. Well, well, That's what well, well, I'm saying. What are the qualities they got? We could feel. I feel like we could have conversations about the different ratings of people in different cities too. Like a Miami seven, you know, is is like a is like a new is like a New Jersey ten, right? Hey, Uh, hey, hey, (laughs) hey, don't
4: do that to my city. Don't do that to my state. Don't do that. Listen,
2: uh, I think we should move on from this conversation. I think it's probably best. Thank you, Diana. (laughs) Key. Is it raining? It's it's on and off today. Early, misty. uh, Misty. Yeah, I put the old rain sneaker. But you know,
4: behind. Doki, it's not as hot as it's been over the last several weeks, man. The last two days have been way better.
1: If
3: it rains, it'll probably heat up, though, right? I mean, that's no, cools,
4: cools off cools cools after off rains. It rains. Oh, heat really up.
3: I thought it, I thought they, it it gets hot and sticky and steamy. No, and it breaks off. that it can, before
2: it, it rains. Then it breaks it. Once it rains, then it breaks the humidity. See, I don't have
3: that. That's fine. I don't have
2: that. Yeah, you don't know about humidity in LA. It's true. Yeah, that's fine. A Low that's Sierra, as they say, it's perfect. Perfect climate. Yeah, that back the back to be a fact. I lived City there for six City, years and it was very Sierra. enjoyable. Um, key. Which champion are you referring to that you think is is done as a contender? I will give you a hint. I'll lead you which right there. Champion? Which champion in recent years oh, is done Clemson. as a
3: contender? Yes. Oh. Why do you why do you think that? I, I, I was like, where's Max going with this? Um <laughs> I just look at where they've been and where they're at now. They were rolling with Deshaun and and Trevor Lawrence, and they were just rolling. They were having success. And what happens when you have success is things start to happen. People come into your situation, your organization, your school, and they start to pluck important people like a Tony Elliott, who was a coordinator, offensive coordinator, heavy recruiter, like a Jeff Scott who's at – a heavy recruiter who's who's uh, now a head coach, or Chad Morris many years ago who went on to be SMU's and Arkansas's head coach before being relieved of his duties, or now Ven- Venables is now at Oklahoma as the head coach who was the defensive coordinator and heavy recruiter. When you start seeing those sort of things happen, he's lost four, re- four um, coordinators since Clemson got on this run, and all four of those guys – was very instrumental in their recruiting process at Clemson. So when I start to look at that, I'm like, okay, now we got Mario Cristobal back at the University of Miami. So you know how that might go. He understands the landscape of Miami. He understands the Florida area. He's a hell of a recruiter, a nice football coach. That could create problems. Florida State's still trying to get it turned around. I think eventually they will get it turned around. And then the rest of the ACC. The rest of the ACC is still a solid conference, that has now – Clemson has now come back to the pack, in my opinion. That's one of the main reasons that I feel this way.
4: You know what key is really – I mean, look, if Clemson runs the table, I think they have a legit shot. Uh, but with the formation of these super conferences, right, that are that we see are forming, typically uh, SEC and the Big Ten winner are going to get a spot in the CFP, right? Uh, typically the SEC's second-best team will get a spot, In the CFP. So that kind of leaves one remaining spot. And when you look at the teams on their schedule, number five, Notre Dame, 13, NC State, 17, Miami, 19, Wake Forest. It feels like they have to run the table due to these super conferences forming and they're not being that same kind of quality of competition in in the ACC, which makes you – it leads to the conversation about conference realignment. Like, does this behoove Clemson, you know, competitive-wise to stay in the ACC When you see this accumulation of talent going to these two conferences. When
3: Clemson was on their run, Max, Mm -hmm. like when they was really on their run, they was loaded with NFL talent from front to back at every position, like an Alabama, like a Georgia, like an old USC. That's not the case now. They don't have NFL talent at every position from front to back. And they did in the past. And when they got to go up against some of these other schools that they've now come back to the pack with, it's gonna be tough for them to just be this juggernaut in the conference and just steamrolling people like they were in the past. But Key, let me I ask just you, don't see it.
4: If you're if you're upcoming NFL talent, right, and you have a chance, you going to school. You have a chance to go to the SEC or the Big Ten or the ACC. Which one are you going to, Key?
3: I really don't think it really matters, Jay, because if you're good, the NFL is going to find you.
4: I understand.
3: Uh, so I don't I don't really think it really matters when you when you're at really? Clemson or you're at Georgia or some of these high power power five schools, it gives you a little bit of an extra look, an extra boost. But if you're good, you're good. You know, hell, Carson Wentz, just look, Carson Wentz and Trevor Lawrence, not Trevor Lawrence, Carson Wentz and Trey Lance, they all went to small schools in North Dakota, and they wound up being first-round picks. So it really doesn't matter, to be honest with you. If you're trying to win a national title, it matters on what school you pick. Hey, I'm trying
2: to think of coaches who've had a ton of success for an extended period of time. Who suddenly, because of external factors, like in this case, it's conference realignment or whatever, suddenly weren't factors anymore in college football, right? Like usually, it's the coach gets out of there. The heat turned. Pete Carroll's like, "Okay, I'm out," you know, hey, right? Hey man, it
3: wasn't no heat. Watch out.
2: <laughs> yeah, not for Pete Carroll. There wasn't. He went where it was cool. But the point is, like usually, that's what happens to a program, right? I'm trying to think of an ex- like because you, because I hear what you're saying Key but if you believe in Dabo then then like he should keep him right there. But I'm trying yeah, to I'm but, just- but
3: but but see one of the things that you got to realize is that when you lose those important pieces, Jeff Scott was very instrumental along with Tony Elliott in the South Florida recruiting which made up a huge part of Clemson's major roster when they were winning games. Those guys were very instrumental in going down and getting those players out of IMG or getting those players out of certain places in South Florida. So that's why I point to it and I say to, say when you lose four coordinators over a I don't know what it's been, probably eight years, I guess, mm-hmm. over an eight-year period, that's a lot. Yeah. That's a lot.
2: Yeah, it is. They
3: take, and, and, and I don't even know – if some of those assistants have gone with them. Some of the other assistants have gone to become coordinators or something else, and I'm sure that they've plucked some of the other assistants that come on their new staffs with them. And
2: so much of co- the college game, like – in the pros, we'll look at Mike Tomlin or Bill Belichick and be like, well, they're going to compete. They're going to be in the mix for the playoffs, even if they don't have a quarterback. And a lot of that is coaching. It's motivating people, putting people in the right positions, knowing what they're doing. A lot of college coaching that we just give credit, oh, the coach is a genius, a lot of that's recruiting. Like, a lot of it's recruiting. It's like, it's like a system that where if you took away the cap in the NFL and people could spend whatever they wanted, if you have all the best players, of course, the coach is going to look like a genius. That's part of his job is to get the best players. And,
3: and you know, when you, You look at it, you look at a guy like Nick Saban, right? Nick Saban's lost tons of assistance over the years to move on to get head coaching jobs or whatever the case is. But he's brought in guys that whether it's Bill O'Brien, whether it was Lane Kiffin, then Steve Sarkeesian, which was essentially Lane Kiffin. Those are the same guys in different bodies. They think the same. They run plays the same. So he never changed any of those habits. Mm -hmm. When you have a Mel Tucker on your staff in Alabama, and then there's a Kirby Smart who leaves. Nick Saban is there. He's the mind behind the defense to begin with. So it's a little bit different. Even with Pete Carroll, as you mentioned, when we lost Norm Child, we had guy like Lane Kiffin and Steve Sarkeesian on the staff that we could naturally just push them into that position. Then when Lane left to go to Tennessee, Steve Sarkeesian basically took over the offense, and that's where it was. And then when he left to go to Washington, we then tried to do something else. And that's when eventually Pete was like, I got to get out of here.
2: Yeah, no, but what i the reason I brought that up, Key, is I'm tr- I was trying to think of – programs that suddenly... like because SC was still good after Pete Carroll, but with all the scholarships taken away, they weren't the same level of powerhouse. And the argument you're making about Clemson is whatever level they are, it's not going to be the same level they were at, right? No, no, it will not be the same so, level. I'm not
3: saying that they won't make the Gator Bowl. I'm not right, saying right. That.
2: But they'll still be good. They're just not going to be <laughs> dominant. And, and so I'm trying to just think of Pat, like, because a lot of it to me comes down to who's the head coach at a program, right? That has a lot to do with it. So I'm just trying to think of examples of where the head
4: coach was still there, but yeah. external situations changed, and suddenly the program wasn't the same. But, okay, Kia, I wanted to go back to that point that you had made earlier about, you know, if you're good enough to, to be an NFL player, you're going to go wherever you want. But there's also, like, those middle-tier, where, like, dudes do want to go to college to win, a championship. Absolutely, you want so to go like so like I know for like even me like I'm talking about '99 like back with school I was like all right like I want to go to Duke but I'm like all right like, we got Carlos Boozer we go, I'm going out we getting Mike Dunleavy like we're gonna have the most stacked class because I didn't want to be the dude not that I didn't feel confident in myself to be that guy but the more guys I got with me no. the better odds I got to be that guy all the time yeah, so no, like that's what I'm wondering no. like who are those top guys that are joining forces. You know, it, does Clemson still do it for the young recruit they're, they're at that going, level? Like they're, that, they're
3: they're going to get the four. They're still going to get their four and five star recruits. There's yeah. no question about it. They're going to get a different four, four or five. five. They're not yeah. going to get they're not going to get four or five stars and eight four stars and ten four stars. Then it's not going to be like that anymore. And then, which type of guys are they getting? Just because you got stars on the side of your name do not mean you're good now. Well, that's
4: what I'm asking about conference realignment. Like Clemson going to the SEC, does that change? them getting the number of five-star guys.
3: Well, I think if Clemson decide to go to the SEC, they're going to have to get the, the top dudes. They're going to have to compete with Georgia, LSU, Texas A&M, Alabama. You know, they're going to have to compete with those guys on the recruiting trail. And therefore, because they all recruit the same battlegrounds, right? They're all in Florida. You know, Clemson's come into California and stole one or two, but they're all in Florida. They're all in Georgia. Uh, Clemson loves to go up into the, 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 Maryland area. You know, obviously the Carolinas are theirs; that their, that's their home turf, Texas. They tried to dip in a little bit when they had Chad Morris as their offensive coordinator. So they still going to go after those players because they have to, to be able to compete in the sec doesn't necessarily mean that those players are going to want to go to Clemson based on who's recruiting them, how much Clemson is actually no. winning. Yeah. That's important, too. Does Clemson become the Mississippi State old Miss of the SEC, mm-hmm. or do they still become a juggernaut with Georgia and Alabama?
4: It just makes you look at the ACC a little bit differently if you're up and coming recruit compared to the SEC if you're down in that yeah. southern region. We are presented by
2: Progressive Insurance. Guys, take it or shake it is next. After this from Omega Accounting. Is your small or medium-sized business still recovering from the pandemic? Omega Accounting Solutions can help. I'm going to share with you how Omega can get you $26,000 cash back for each employee you kept working during the pandemic with the employee retention credit. This is money you already paid the government. Call Omega at 800 704 to get started, or visit omegataxcredits.com and fill out the form for a free
1: consultation. From your radio to your smart speaker and phone.
5: Now playing ESPN
1: Media. Or watch on ESPN2. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Live weekday morning starting at 6 Eastern on ESPN Radio and on ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're
2: traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens?
4: You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious
2: baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com.
0: Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out electric e-bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. So you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's l-e-c-t-r-i-c ebikes.com.
5: For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by Granger, for the ones who get it done. Pat Costello, the Costy man. <laughs> officer not, Costello, hey not, officer.
3: What? what? The Costy man. That is not a thing. All officer right guys. Officer Costello,
2: hands are up. Take oh, <laughs> Officer oh, Costello. Geez, right. What do you think when you hear Costello? Do you think Abbott and Costello, are you aware who of Abbott and Costello are, Jay? No.
3: Really, Jay? You no, know, oh, no, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I get man, Because that probably wasn't even reruns, probably wasn't on Because reruns
2: James. used to come on before the Yankees games on Saturday or on Sundays all the time.
3: One looked How like a hamburger, to, Jay. One of them Little. looked like a hamburger and the other looked like a hot dog. Yeah. Okay. How about
2: Frank Costello, the gangster? Have you ever heard yes. of him? Okay. Heard of Frank Costello, not Abbott and Costello. You ever hear of who's on first? That's the famous Abbott and Costello skit. Who's on first? No, what? go ahead and who? Go no. ahead and tell me. No,
4: okay. How old were you when you're watching this? I
2: was a kid. I Used to love Abbott and Costello. Who's oh, on first? When you were a kid. I wasn't alive. That's true.
4: Wasn't how?
8: Wasn't how on third? Anyway, uh, yeah. Mac Jones is a better quarterback uh, than Daniel Jones. Take it or shake it.
2: Uh take it. Take it.
8: Take it. You take
2: it or shake it, Key.
4: Wait, Whoa. <laughs> Max that took the lead on this. I
2: was of
8: etiquette right
3: Because well, yeah. I was waiting. Well, I was waiting I'm for Because I'm, 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 uh, this is a tough one for me. Uh, I'm going to. This is a tough one for you? You, I'm going to shake it. Shake it. What? Shake it. I'm,
6: shake
3: I'm shaking it? it. The reason I'm shaking it is because one guy's in a perfect situation with Bill Belichick. The other guy is was in harm's way from the beginning. And I think when you drafted him where you drafted him and Dave Gettleman set him up for failure, taking him six overall, when it, when you could have gotten him a lot later, the, that in, that initial move certainly didn't help at all because he's going to be scrutinized from here on out about his ability, especially if he doesn't turn things around on such a bad football team. Um, but I think overall, is a better. He might be a better. If he was with the Patriots, they might look different.
4: That's just me, but I could be wrong. But even understanding where Mac Jones came from and the stats he put up in college, you're still saying you like the prospect of Daniel Jones. If the vehicle was driven by somebody who was more responsible, and that would have led to a better product yeah, for Daniel Jones. I think That's so. You're thinking? I
3: think if you if If Daniel Jones was drafted by the New England Patriots and put in the same position Mac Jones is, are we seeing the same sort of results from Daniel Jones in maybe. New York, will we be seeing that in New England? Yeah, maybe. It could
2: be, but, but that's not what happened, and that, it starts to have a, a, an adding. Uh, it, it adds up after a while. It becomes part of who the dude is, you know, Key? Like, Mac Jones goes to Alabama, sets every passing record. Daniel Jones goes to Duke. It's a basketball school, right? Well, he they goes re- to Duke because he's smart enough to go got to Duke. It, But I got it, but he, they, they reached for him in the first round, and then he's been put in a bad situation. It compounds. By year four, it's part of who he is. Mac Jones lined up in a good situation. I'd rather have him. But but
3: also, Mac Jones lined up in a good situation with a stable franchise. No doubt. That's Mm -hmm. not dysfunctional with their personnel, I mean, with their front office. And now Daniel Jones finally maybe gets some stability, but it's on the back end of his rookie deal where they still got to make a decision on whether or not he's a quarterback, and the time is kind of running out. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I just— I'm looking at it from a talent standpoint yeah, Jones versus got some talent. Yeah, the, versus got some the wins point. and the losses. Understood. Yep. That's all.
8: Yep. Hey, more on that in ten minutes. Plus in twenty minutes, Mac Jones uh, and the Patriots starters won't really be starting tonight, uh, according to Mike Reese. He'll be on in twenty minutes. Uh, Kevin Durant will be the Brooklyn, uh, be with the Brooklyn Nets at the end of this season. At the end of the season. the End of the season. The end of the season. Take it or shake it.
3: Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Shake it. Jay, don't come on, Jay. Man, I know you know Josiah and all in, but come on, now. I
4: don't mind me. Mean, I know a lot of people. Come on
3: now, take uh, I, I it and take it.
4: I, I'm gonna take it. I don't yeah, see. I, think, I, I don't see him moving him. I don't.
3: Yeah, I see him out of there. I, I don't think he'll be there at the end of the season.
4: I I, I think this is gonna be hardball, and I think at the end of the day, I think the Brooklyn Nets will probably say, if you don't want to play, then don't get paid, and let's watch how that works out.
2: I agree. I think he's gonna be there. I don't think. Teams are going to want to give up what it takes to get them, and if I'm, I'm just thinking, I'm putting myself in the net situation, like with Harden, Key. I'm like, yeah, you, I, I'd, I'd move him if I was this situ, in this situation, right? I just move him. It, I, I put myself in the net situation. What do I have to gain by moving him? Really, he could be disgruntled, whatever, but he's either going to play or he can sit out and not get paid. If I were them, yeah, you know?
3: hey, I'm going to play and I'm going to give you. Seven points a game.
2: You can't. KD's incapable of it. <laughs> even if he tried, he's going to – even if he tried to not be good, he's going to drop 25 what, in his But I mean, See, that's I what, mean, like see, more that's more. what I mean, everybody like keeps
4: keep saying. But, but, but yeah. Key, but we, if you start doing that, then you start jeopardizing your personal legacy. Yeah. Like, who cares about what team you play for? Like, this dude is one of the most prolific scorers a game of basketball has ever seen. There's no way my body would allow me to go on the court and just, like, be less than average. I, I I couldn't I couldn't do that. The you Dallas, couldn't do that.
8: The Dallas Cowboys will win the NFC. Period. Take it or shake it. The NFC conference. Correct.
3: What? Shake it. Shake, shake it. it. Yeah, I don't think I don't think the Cowboys are going to win the NFC conference this year. I think the Cowboys are putting themselves in a situation to be competitive in their division, get a playoff win or two. And then that's pretty much it. Because Pat, I think sure you... Green Bay, the Rams, you know, yeah. some of those teams, the New Orleans Saints, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, are better football teams than the Dallas Cowboys right now.
4: Pat, are you sure the end of the question didn't have the word East attached to it? Like, they're going to win the NFC East, period?
8: Yep, nope. It was just the NFC because I wanted you guys to uh, be negative about the Cowboys.
4: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't take much, it's Pat.
8: You plot. don't even kind have to of, raise the stakes that it's high. A it's just the kind of bias I'm running around here. Yeah.
2: Uh, I like, it. I like that kind of bias. Uh,
8: Aaron Judge will break the American League single season home run record this season. And what's that number?
2: 61. 61. 61. He's on
3: pace for 65. He's got 45 he right now. He will not break it. Shake
5: it. So shake, shake it. it. Shake it. Shake, shake it.
3: No, he won't break it. He'll come close, clean, but he won't break it. Yeah. Clean is the operative word. Like, to me, first
2: McGuire and Sosa, I'm not even as mad at Bonds because he was like, man, these dudes are taking my shine on this stuff. Get out of here. So he did it too. But, man, the, it should be national huge news. The all-time home run record is going to be broken. But it's not because dudes cheated. Like, no reasonable person doesn't know. I mean, they all know. So, so like, yeah, I think he's going to do it. And I think it's actually the real home run record. And it's an amazing accomplishment if he does it.
4: How many more See? games left, Max? We're,
2: we're August tenth, so we, we end at the end of next month. next month. He's got the better part of two months. He's got like six, seven weeks to hit sixteen 16? home runs. I think he falls
3: think
0: sh-
2: just it. short. Yeah, it could be. It could be like short. Like a lot, of, like, he, I, lot I mean, of guys maybe. have gotten hot and then
8: cooled off at the end. They start I just to think press. I, I think he gets right there and then he misses it by two to three. You guys want uh, one more real quick? Yeah. All right, with supplies and solutions for every industry, Granger is always there to help. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. I ran out of breath. The Eagles are the best team in the NFC East. Take it or shake it.
4: And coming up at the 8 o'clock hour,
3: shake it. Oh, come on, boo. The Eagles are not the best team. They certainly are closing the gap on the Cowboys, but they're not the best team the Cowboys are. I think the Eagles are the, Eagles the best, best team, team in the NFC
2: East. But it comes down to, you know, can Dak overcome that with his play over Hertz's play? But I don't know, because Hurts is still getting better. I think the Eagles are the best team in the NFC East.
3: Yeah, been. you don't know anything.
2: Coming up at 8. Know. Mac Jones or Daniel Jones? Boy, Key's answer will surprise you if you haven't heard this segment. He's John J. Will Max, ESPN Radio. <laughs>